0: We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, The Bible. Well, welcome today to this edition of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. And uh, this is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. And I uh, also pastor of the Tiftonia Baptist Church and very thankful. Uh, We have a great group of people here. God bless them. Uh, My family and I have been here 12 years, and we absolutely just love them with all of our hearts. And we thank God for their spirit. And I know many of you are listening today, and so we thank you for your faithfulness. If you're uh, listening and you are a member of another Good Bible Preaching Church, then God bless you. And you stay with it and uh, stay at it today and uh, be involved in the work of the Lord. And uh, God uh, rewards Uh, His folks, and sometimes payday is out of this world, right? And so you stay faithful with it. Uh, We've been looking in Acts chapter 20. uh, We've been looking at this for actually several episodes, and uh, I want to stay on this theme today. We're looking at the Christian worker uh, as an example or a a Christian leader. Uh, If you're a mom and dad, a grandma working in the church, if you're a Christian, I'm just trying to encourage you uh, as a Christian to lead Uh, Be a biblical leader. Uh, We can follow the life of the Apostle Paul. We find scriptural illustrations here. We've been looking at him. We've talked about his manner, his example, his his manner of life. Uh, We looked on the last episode as his example and his method. And I want to kind of just go back to that. In Acts chapter 20, uh, the Bible said that as he was speaking to these uh, elders at Ephesus, that he was encouraging them. He's getting ready to leave. He even tells them towards the end of this uh, epistle, he said, "I, I might not see your face anymore. So he's leaving them some final instructions. He's trying to encourage them to understand what they've had in their presence. He'd been with them, and he not only wanted them to listen what he said, but he wanted them to observe the way he lived. He made that very clear in this passage. Someone might would say off the cuff, well, he's bragging about himself. No, he's not bragging about himself. Uh, he was living a life of example. He was living a pattern in front of them, and he was trying to explain that to them that they shouldn't miss that. And so he talked about his consistency, his humility, his compassion. Uh, then we've seen in verse number 26 and verse 27, he said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. And so we've talked about his method. That was his method. He said, look, I love you. You know that I've been with you in all seasons, but I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. In other words, he said, you're not going to be able to say later that you didn't know it or you didn't hear it. And so I think this is a great uh, burden that Christian leaders should have, that we want to stand for the truth, that people uh, cannot say, well, I just didn't know that. Uh, We've got to be sharing and standing for the truth. Uh, no matter what that means. And by the way, you're going to get some good response from that, thank God, but also you're going to get some bad response. Not everyone is going to rejoice that you are declaring all of the counsel of God, but you must stay steadfast. That was his method. He also said that he had showed and taught them publicly, and he also taught them privately. So again, this goes along with him being an example. More than just words, he was living the life, in front of them. That was his method. And then the Bible says in verse 21 that he testified both to the Jews and to the Greeks. He said, look, I've not showed favoritism. I've not been biased towards anyone. If they're breathing uh, and they give me an opportunity to declare unto them uh, the counsel of God, I'm going to do it. And so uh, this should be a great example that we can follow in our method. Are we truth tellers? Are we shunning to declare all of the counsel of God. God help us to be wise, help us to be discerning, but also help us to give us boldness that we might also be the example that we are not shunning all of the counsel of God. You know, I think one of the greatest fears that a pastor has is that, um, someone might say down the road, well, you never taught me that, or you never told me that, or I didn't know that by coming to your church. And you know, we ought to be people that are sharing all and declaring all the counsel of God. And so that was his method. Then I want you to notice he had an example in his message in verse 21. The Bible says this, he said, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. That was his message, faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. That's powerful, isn't it? What a powerful message. That should be the message for every Christian. What are we trying to do? We're trying to get people to have faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, uh, that repentance, that faith brings repentance in salvation, that we turn to him to save us from our sins, and we trust and believe uh, the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we put our faith in Christ, the Bible says that faith, Uh, justifies us in the sight of God. That is a wonderful message. That is a message of hope I'm afraid. And by the way, I'm not against running rabbits. I think you should run rabbits. I think different circumstances in life will bring opportunity, uh, to talk about a lot of things in life, but our great message is repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we're living in a day where there's a, there's a large group of people that are talking about, all you should do is give the gospel. All you should do is give the gospel. It's kind of ironic because I listen to them say all they want to do is give the gospel, but all I hear their podcasts do is attack other people that are giving the gospel. That's not our message, friend. Look, um, I pastor the Tiftonia Baptist Church. That's one reason why I'm an independent Baptist. I believe that each church is self-governing. I don't want anybody coming here and telling us what to do. We're going to be led of the Lord. And I don't get in, involved in other people's business in other churches. It's not my business. I know that they have a, a responsibility to follow the Lord in the way they do. But there's no doubt there are different personalities of churches. There are things that some churches do that I do not do. There's different personalities. Uh, some people, they have different kinds of music than I have. Uh, They do things a little different than what we do. But I'm going to say this to you. If there are people getting saved, I rejoice in that. Why? Because our message is repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he also says the ministry that he had received with the Lord Jesus was to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. We should be testifying um, what the Lord has done for us. I often think, um, you know, when I come around, what does people expect? You know, when I when I enter into people's presence, what do they expect from me? Well, I think as a Christian, I think they ought to expect to hear the testimony uh, of how the Lord has changed us, no doubt about it. Um, I'm sure when the Apostle Paul showed up, I am absolutely confident that he was not in their presence very long and they heard about Jesus and they heard about, um, his life changing testimony and event when he met the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I say to you, our message cannot be improved upon when we're giving the gospel. Our, our message cannot be improved upon when we are testifying of the good grace of God and giving the message of repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 28, he told these elders here, he was admonishing them, he was teaching them. He said, listen, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock of God. Why? He was alerting them to dangers within, and he was also alerting them to dangers without. And then the Bible says he commended them to God and he gave them the word of his grace. Now, why did he warn? Because of the message. See, the the, the gospel message is the power of Christ. It's foolish to, foolishness to those who do not believe. But to us that are saved, it's the power of God. That message has always been attacked, and that message will always be attacked. Understand the devil is not happy when people get saved. The devil is not happy when a father determines to lead his home in a spiritual matter. And the sad thing about it is a lot of people will not be happy when you choose to testify of the good grace of God. So he's setting these elders down and he's teaching them, listen, you have to be careful. You need to take heed because there's going to be people that rise up among you that are going to be in enmity with your message. He even goes on farther here in this passage scripture and talks about wolves, that they won't spare the flock. So he's telling these elders, look, take heed to yourselves and all the flock of God, be wise, be alert, be a watchdog. And why? Because there's going to be dangers that's going to arise from within. Then there's also going to be, he said, look, you need to be alerted to the dangers without. Now, listen, um, in the work of God, it's easier to spot the dangers from without, you know, we understand lost people. We understand the world does not understand us, but he's telling them here to be alert with even dangers within why, because of the message that you're giving the gospel, the true life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's continue to follow this same example. Let's continue the good old message the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, faith towards God through the Lord Jesus Christ, repenting of our sins, trusting Christ our Savior. And then out of that relationship with the Lord that we know he's our Savior, we're living this life of faith. It all starts with the message, the message of the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the greatest message I have ever heard. And so let's stay with it. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valve.